0: What should God's people do when they are serving God faithfully, building up his kingdom, and opposition comes? Dr. Dixon teaches from Nehemiah as an outstanding example for us to follow on standing firm during times of opposition. Let's listen now as Dr. Dixon comes forth with Don't Give Up Your Prayer.
1: Well, bless the Lord. It is wonderful to be with you. Here we are. I tell you, time is passing. But if you're like me, you are complying with the restrictions that have been handed down. And it's all over the world, different restrictions, different places. But we are all, every last one of us, are going through, I mean, just some just really powerful, powerful, powerful obstacles that's coming against you that you need to really begin to pray. I tell you, I sent out an alarm a couple of weeks ago and I said, it's time to anoint yourselves and pray. Find that secret place and cry out to God. See some great things happen. Well, I can use this hour at this time to stress that, but I want to say to you today, what I want to talk with you about is don't give up your prayer in this hour and in this time, you can see the essential need for it as never before. Just as it's so essential for us to have a lot of the frontline workers, we need as believers to pull out our essential spiritual weapons of warfare. And prayer, I'm telling you, as you go to prayer, anointing yourself, oh my goodness, with oil. Yes. And believing God to do what he said he was going to do as you go down on your knees and begin to pray unto the Lord, I'm telling you, it works. Don't you give up on prayer. It works. I want to use Nehemiah today in the Bible. That story is what I'm going to stand on for what I will share with you. You know, he was one of Israel's great leaders and he tells us firsthand the powerful story of the warfare that he experienced in the rebuilding of ancient Jerusalem's walls after the exile. And and see, this rebuilding in the face of great odds, represented the people's renewal of faith, their overcoming of national shame, and the reforming of their conduct. It's a model for renewal in your life that comes from spiritual warfare prayer. That's really what you can see. Whenever you want to renew anything, there are foundational basis that I will share with you today that you can begin to move forward in. And I tell you, it won't take a long time. It will happen quickly. And if you're accustomed to praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, you probably experience seasons of spiritual warfare. Sometimes it may seem as if all hell is breaking loose. Literally, yeah. And people may seem to get mad at you for no reason. Others may begin gossip campaigns. Your car breaks down and the kids act up. (laughs) Ha! Your mate says you're spending too much time in prayer. Your friends tell you to back off, that you're just no fun anymore. (laughs) Ever had that happen? I tell you, I've gone out to open my garage and all the power was gone. Oh my goodness. Have you ever had that happen to you? Everything's in place. Everything's going well. You're walking along and your heel breaks. (laughs) Oh... I tell you, and in those times that you're in heavy spiritual warfare, just attacks coming against you all kinds of ways. You get to the end of the month, and uh, you're at the end of your money. It's not even the end of the month yet. All those kind of things begin to take place, which normally does not happen. You're in a spiritual warfare, and that's the way it takes place, and that's what the enemy does. And Sometimes people get mad at you for no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. And see, in these seasons, problems can feel as though they are pouring into your life from every angle. You can end up feeling misunderstood, confused, rejected, and alone. But you're not alone. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Seasoned intercessors all experience these problems. So don't think that, oh, I'm I'm new to this. Nope. Mm-mm. In fact, Many of the seasoned intercessors that I know, they expected it. It's all part of it. And you know what else? We rejoice because we believe that we are making progress in prayer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. When warfare comes, ooh, hmm. I tell you, there have been things when power has been hit. Oh, yes, I'm talking about just just mine. Nobody else in my block, just mine. I said, oh, my goodness, God's getting ready to do something powerful. Doesn't happen all the time. It's a rare thing. But when you're in that heavy, oh, spiritual warfare prayer. Oh, and if you're not praying, oh, I got to pray. I got to pray because I've got to usher in what God is doing in this hour. Don't give up on prayer. Do not allow all of the attacks uh that's coming against you. And it seems as though all hell is breaking loose. That's what's going on with this pandemic and everything, literally. But oh, don't you give up on your prayer. Uh, It's in this season that you're going to see God do some great and mighty things. Now, in addition, let me tell you something else that the enemy will do. Not only will he stir up problems, he'll come to steal your joy. Distractions will seem to battle you for your precious prayer times. Oh yes, oh yes, it may seem there is always some type of disturbance. Your mother becomes ill, or your child becomes ill, or your child has a run-in at school, or a close friend suddenly develops a serious problem and needs your help. The possibilities for interference are endless. And it doesn't seem to matter what time you set aside for prayer. If you pray in the morning, you will be overwhelmed by others' needs then. If you pray at noon, you'll be surprised at how many problems will compete for your time at just that hour. Why does the enemy want to create a disturbance? He wants to stop you. Don't you know that? Of course you do often right before a breakthrough. Here he comes. I'm telling you, you're Rehoboth. Yeah, I preached a message. Rehoboth is just around the corner. You're Rehoboth. You're right there. Right there at everything that God has promised you coming to pass. It's right around the corner. And the enemy doesn't want you to get there. He wants to overwhelm you with others' needs. He wants to overwhelm you with family and problems and situations. He wants to come in with the things that are Oh, it's so urgent. Got to do this right now. He wants to do it because he wants to stop you. You're in that warfare prayer. Oh, a breakthrough is there. Oh, yes. And your answer is just around the corner. Satan knows it. He tries to distract you. So you are quit right before the victory. In the same way he tried to distract Nehemiah when he was rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. Look, let me tell you, when God is getting ready to fortify, Mm -hmm. Give you what you need for your answer to come to pass. Nehemiah had gathered together some workers and was making progress on the wall. And Satan sought to discourage them by sending a few naysayers to mock the Jews in their effort. What are these feeble Jews doing? One of them taunted it. Well, they revived the stones from the heaps of rubbish because they were working. And if you read there in the Bible, Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, you'll see it somewhere around the second verse. It was a lot of rubbish. You know how it is when you're working? Matter of fact, you see today when they're working, they have to have these big 18 wheelers to come and just get the rubbish when it's a big job being done. And the building of the wall was a big job, it was massive. It was not a little thing. Don't think that it was just like going down to Lowe's or Home Depot and buying some gates or some fences or some planks and making a wall Nothing to compare. This was a massive job. So it was heaps of rubbish and a lot of rubbish everywhere. And so they would say, oh, well, they revived the stone from the heaps of rubbish. In other words, you don't have everything you need. And what you're using is not quality, just not going to work. And then somebody else would come through and say, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down the stone wall. Look at verse three. Oh, they were just mocking them. But Nehemiah and his co-workers, they ignored these initial attacks and they just kept on building. They kept on building. But when they had joined the entire wall together. And they had got the points together because, see, they built them all around the wall. They built all around there. They had built that wall in the face of all that the enemy was doing. It was built uh-huh, from the Sheep Gate in the north, the Hanel Tower at the northwest corner, the Fish Gate in the west, the Furnaces Tower at the Temple's Mount southwest. Oh, oh, and they connected those together. Now, it was getting ready to go up. All right, all right, all right, all right. And when they had joined that entire wall together and restored it to half its height, In other words, when they were close to accomplishing their goal, the enemies of God's people, they became so angry that they conspired together to fight against Jerusalem and cause a disturbance in it. Look at verse 8. Yeah, yeah. And and what was Nehemiah's response to the destruction? He said, we prayed to our God. Oh, look at verse 9. We prayed to our God. And because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. And like Nehemiah, you got to set up a guard against your enemies. The enemies of prayer. This involves, first of all, acknowledging that distractions will come. And you got to look beyond the problems that arise and understand praying in the spirit is a battle, but one that is worth fighting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know why I love it? Because you always win. And it's fixed. The fight is fixed from the beginning. (laughs) Yes. And so. You have to remain. Don't you give up on your prayer. The fight is fixed. You got to remain confident in the fact that you are cooperating with the Holy Spirit in an unseen realm for reasons that sometimes are beyond your comprehension. You're not going to understand it all the time, but you go on and war. Oh, yes. You fight the good fight. Oh, let me tell you. And you go into spiritual warfare. Mm. Begin to fight in the spirit. Oh, praise God. That's what you got to do. First of all, you got to know that the fight that you are fight is worth fighting. And thereby I'm going to battle this. Ah, uh, I'm going in on this and remain confident. Remain confident that you're not in it by yourself. Uh-uh. You got the Holy spirit. He's in there to lead guide, and direct. Even in that, that you don't know that, that that you cannot see, you know that it is well, you know, it's all taken care of. You know that you've got the victory. Why? Cause the fight is fixed. Secondly, you got to know that it requires disciplining yourself to stay focused. Proverbs 4 and 25 says, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. You don't always need to rise up to solve a problem at the exact hour you've set aside for prayer. You can trust the Lord with the problem and decide to focus on your first commitment, prayer and intercession. <laughs> See, And once you do that, the main point is not to give up. Not to lose your momentum. Oh, yes. Just as soon as you just dive in and you get right there at the vortex of that prayer, what the phone will ring. Mm, Don't answer it. Okay. You're not using your phone uh, at home, but let's say one of your devices will notify you. You know, everybody. Now, when that little beep goes off, I've been at dinner table with people. That beep go off everything. They drop fork, knife, spoon, everything. they going to see where that beep is coming from, <laughs> what the message is. No, no, no. Don't allow that to happen. Don't give up on where you are in spiritual warfare prayer. Oh, yes. Don't you stop praying. Don't you drop that spiritual warfare prayer. To see what that beep is saying. Don't you give up. Don't lose your momentum that you've gained. See, when you face opposition in prayer, rejoice. Yeah, you're making headway. Simply set up a guard against your enemy. Distractions. And when it comes with it, continue to press in. When you do, you'll be rewarded with seasons of breakthroughs. You'll be rewarded with joy. You'll be rewarded with answered prayer. Isn't that awesome? Ah. So here, Nehemiah is saying to us, and you see this, if you read the entire book of Nehemiah, uh, I think it's just a few chapters, might be 12 chapters or so. You read that entire book of Nehemiah and you will see in that that he brought back, he brought back for the people to begin to have communion. He he brought back them practicing the Sabbath, getting back in church. Okay? He brought back to them be kind to one another and not use one another for personal gain. He brought that back. He brought back them being faithful to the commands that God had handed down to them. He brought all that back in and instituted it uh, and and had the people it in it, you see. And so in him doing this, Nehemiah completed a massive project, massive, in 52 days. Ooh, uh. 52 days. I'm here to tell you, you see, once Nehemiah defied the opposition of Judah's enemies on all sides, the Samaritans, Ammonites, Arabs, Philistines, and rebuilt the wall. Once you begin to get back in church, once you begin to work God's system, once you begin to, hey, not give up in your prayer, once you begin to not allow distractions to stop you, that you will ignore the enemy. There's no way you can ignore distractions if you don't begin to let an internal work take place. And that's getting back in church and being actively involved and reinstituting your faith. May I say that? Reinstituting your faith where? In God yes. And you begin to do that. That's very important. And this is what Nehemiah did because the people were getting ready to be sent back from exile. Some had already come back, but they are be getting ready to come back from Babylon. In so doing, God knew the wall, it represented the protection that they would have from attack from the outside. And so it is the wall that God puts around us in the spirit. That's when we begin to let the fruit of the spirit that we're planting season they begin to grow, that we're not attacked by anxiety, frustration. We're not attacked by those weary feelings and of, of uh, incomplete and uh, getting going halfway through and then giving up miscarrying and not seeing the birth of what God had. No, 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 no. Don't let distractions come in and keep you from pressing in. Oh, you're getting ready to get an answer. You're getting ready for a season of breakthrough. You're getting ready for joy unspeakable and full of glory. Mm. (sighs) Once Nehemiah defied the opposition of Judah's enemies on all sides, he rebuilt the walls. Once you defy the opposition of the enemies of distractions that come against you from all sides, you'll begin to see God rebuild in your life. All of those decisions that were not based upon the word of God and mistakes that we we all have them from the past. God will begin to rebuild and give you joy. God will begin. Uh-huh, he'll give you joy. Yes, he will for your mourning. Oh, yes, he will. He'll give you beauty for your ashes. Isaiah 61, three, he will give you a garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness, the distractions that come up on you. God will begin, oh, to show you that you have a future as you are praying, that God is answering your prayer. Oh, and that he's doing great and mighty things and it's not gonna take him a long time. If you will obey and do this, I'm telling you right now, it won't take a long time. It will not take long at all. If you will start beginning first of all, to acknowledge that distractions will come and look beyond it. Oh, yes. Arise and understand that, hey, prayer is a spiritual battle. Hmm. But I'm going to fight this. Oh, I'm going into spiritual warfare. I'm not fighting flesh and blood. I've got to do this by the spirit. I can't do this thing by myself because I'll lose. But if I get in with the spirit, the fight is fixed. God always wins. Then you must also realize that it's going to require disciplining yourself and staying focused. You've got to begin to reinstitute those things that you become lacked concerning God's system and get involved and engaged with God's system as you begin to connect up and start serving. This is what they were doing. Oh, 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 oh. They begin to serve. And as they begin to serve, God would give Nehemiah that that they needed to keep them focused. Oh, yes, he did. And even when that discrepancy, the enemy really hits you when it all starts coming together. Oh, he tries to hit and make it look like it's not going to work. Oh, but the devil is a liar. I telling you, you go in, you press in more. You'll see God complete massive projects, things that could not have been done. What was impossible with man, you'll see it being possible with God. Only if you will not give up. Don't give up on your prayer. Don't you let go of what you're believing God to do. Neil, my held on and look what God did in 52 days. Ooh, quickly, a massive project was finished. I want to see your prayers answered as well as you not give up on prayer. Well, (laughs) I declare that marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of God's greatness will be commonplace in your life. In the name
0: of Jesus, I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Dash is connecting to millions of people all over the globe. And we are asking our listeners to help us continue to further our reach by giving. Through your generous gift and donations, it helps us to disseminate this podcast to your location and all over the world. And since DASH is a 501c3 organization, every generous gift is tax deductible. To learn more, please email us at IamCarolDixon at gmail.com. For we want to serve billions of people positively, productively, and prayerfully. We want to thank you for being a part of the DASH community. For you are the very best part of DASH podcast. And remember, DASH is always on.